Welcome to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, your total Ontario hunting podcast. This podcast is brought to you in part by Titanium Archery Products. TAP specializes in vibration control and enhances instant stabilization for your archery equipment. Use code Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, no capitals, all one word, to get 15% off your order. This podcast also endorses a healthy living made from our friends at Kickaboo Spices, locally made in Ontario for hunters by hunters to help you enjoy all your wild game meats. Use Kicka OOP for 10% off of your next order. Started off with a little bit of a drink there. How's everyone doing tonight? Oh, you sound excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's been a while since we've been able to podcast. So this is a screwdriver remake. What do you got in there? OJ. Tito's. OJ, little OJ Simpson? <laughs> Just OJ. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about OJ Simpson. <laughs> And White Monster, Zero Sugars. Oh, Denby just texted me because I asked him about a hunt this weekend. I guess his wife's expecting this week. Very good. Congrats, man. Um, so yeah, we're uh, back in the control week, so if you guys are out for the control hunt, good luck to you. I know a few groups around here have been doing pretty well. Yeah, it seems... Uh, I, I'm interested to see how groups do right now, or yeah. people do, because of that nice heat wave that came through, good timing for them. It was like 14 degrees on Sunday. Yeah. It was really nice for like going out Sunday. No, it was really nice for like working on stuff outside. But Saturday or was it Saturday or Friday night? I went out and it was just foggy. I couldn't see sixty yards. Yeah, that was Friday. So night. I had one doe blowing at me. The other one was just kind of like, yeah, don't know what she's blowing at, but just they're blowing her? at me, and I'm like, no, because I couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Kip Candle po- posted a great video for uh, Mini Skit Monday. And it was just like, you know, I was just, I'm there, I'm doing my thing, I'm just trying to hunt a buck, and she's got to come in all getting mad and blow at So, a rule that he takes his does every time one blows at him, and <laughs> man, it's so annoying. Like, I didn't even do anything. That's I was funny. trying to get out, but I didn't move, and she just started blowing, and all I did was stand up. There's... <laughs> and just lost her mind. I'm like, come on, give me a break. There was one, uh, you got busted. Um... She was having a meltdown. <laughs> There was one where it was it was a photo online. It was like a Rambo, and he's eating a steak, and it's like, and he's like laying down or something, like Sylvester Stallone, right? And he's like, the face you make after that dough blows at you, and he's just eating the steak in bed. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. So on this week's cast, yeah, we're gonna talk about some obviously stuff that we've done. Had an awesome hunt on the weekend. Got a smash twenty two bird and got five new bands. Yeah, it was really good. You know, we went out and we got six of us in the blinds and. Uh, we couldn't hunt the X, so we got on a traffic field, and farmer's wife, who we wanted the field, she doesn't like hunters, apparently. So, we, uh, she said no, very, very politely. Very politely. And, uh, you know, whatever, so we found the field half a kilometer south of them, but they didn't own, and we got permission for that one, so we just passed. Perfect. It was cool. I like trafficking. So, they still got to listen to you be successful. Oh, hell yeah. That's great. Oh, they would have heard it all morning. Actually, it's funny I mentioned Denby at the beginning of the cast because he drove by and was like, was that you just setting up on this road? And I was like, yeah, that was me. And he's like, nice. So it's kind of funny when your buddies drive by and you kind of know. Awesome five bands. Uh, four of them were local bands from London, and uh, one of them was from uh, James Bay, Nunavut. Another Nunavut. Yep. That's a total of three Nunavut bands now. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. It's kind of cool getting the Nunavut ones, but I like seeing the different ones. Like. Mm-hmm. I think the fur like that's the furthest north we've got the none of it ones. Furthest south, West Virginia, and furthest west is actually Michigan. It was banded at a uh, what are those fancy boat boats called? Like a tugboat? No, like a fancy boat. A yacht. Yeah, it was banded at a yacht. It's it was a banded, yacht club. Banded near a town named Yacht Club. Really? Yeah. 
So I Googled it. It was kind of funny. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's right on the uh, lake there. So it's, Anyways, a, rich, it's a rich bird. <laughs> Clearly, did you see how much jewelry you had on him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a great weekend. I, it was good. We made a bunch of jerky since the last podcast. We did with Ray's Spices from Kickaboo Spices, of course. And you guys know we have a promo code for him for 10% off. And used a bunch of jalapeno heat with uh, real chunks of dried jalapeno in it. So that's our like new spicy one. I think we called it uh, Johnny Cash because the next day it's going to be a ring of fire. So nice. uh, yeah, those are good. And then we did uh, some other flavors, but that one was really good. So we did that. And, uh, you know, other than that, it's just been kind of finding where these geese are and going after birds. And you've been out for bow. Yeah, deer I a little went bit. out once last week. Unfortunately, uh, I'm waiting for this. This whole gun season on and off thing. To be last done. week. It is. I'm pretty pretty excited, looking forward to it. Uh, I'm just kind of getting my archery work in now. Yeah, that's fair. It's getting that time of year for indoor. It is. I didn't get to tell you, but I guess my buddy called me today and we started chatting and whatever. And we were talking about butt outs. You know, those little orange tools that you kind of put inside uh, the anal cavity and pull Oh, in. yeah, butt puller. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I guess Buddy's dad was using it up in uh, at Moose Camp. They shot this cow, and so Buddy's dad's like, you know, he's older. And I guess he got down, and he put this uh, butt out in, and the guy beside him looked at him and was like, you sick bastard. He's like, what? He's like, you just put it in the wrong hole, so I guess you put it inside the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, I didn't notice that. Just getting older. I don't know. It's, it's hilarious for me, though. Anyways, that kind of sums up my little laugh from today. And, uh, yeah. It's been a kind of a, a slow start to the week for me. It's only Tuesday, but uh, yeah, we're just, we're kind of in the, uh, our little off time. Frustrated, tired, mentally tired, but. I'm having a great time with birds. Yeah. Your bow season's like kind of slow right now because it's control week, but. Drive me nuts. I'm quite content with these birds right now, and we've seen lots of them, especially today. We saw about almost a thousand birds in one loafing pond. Not like, oh, we saw a thousand birds. We literally saw almost a thousand birds. Where did you see those? Tell everyone. Tell us all. I whispered it to Cameron. You'll never hear it. If you turn up the volume really, really loud, maybe you'll catch it. Tell us where you've seen them. <laughs> never. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Um. So I guess the question we have this time is, my wife said, what do you do with the season winding down, and how do you get ready for the winter off-season? That was from Evan's wife. We've never had an off-season. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now I'm doing uh, archery prep. John Dudley has kindly put out the school of knock for everyone and that's sweet because it's like it's literally free school of knock people have paid to go do this and i'm sure you get more tidbits if you pay to go do it plus you gotta like meet john dudley right but this is free via instagram he's giving you kind of the training program and i'm sticking to that so um i know evan's participating in that as well but I am sticking to that. I've, like I've mentioned before, I think in previous casts that I'm going to, and I've started using the True Fire Sear. Yep. And I'm sticking to that for the next three, three months for sure. So what if I see you with a thumb? The only time it... I'm taking that is to the bush right now. Okay. So in the next three months, if you you're cannot, target shooting. No, it stays at home. Yeah, but what if I see it? Ah, uh, you can't. It's hidden. Okay. It's right, hidden good. in the sock drawer, so you'll never find so it. So if you do shoot with it. But I won't. If you do, but I won't. Do I get a smack you in the nuts with an arrow? No. Why not? Because you're not going to do it. <laughs> no. It sounds like a ter- great bet. It sounds like a terrible idea. Oh, well, I think it's funny. No, we're leaving the knock to it at home. Okay. Speaking of which, I've seen a lot on uh, uh, hunting pages and social media that people are looking for knock to it. People are trying to sell them um, used for higher than asking yeah, price. Like three hundred bucks. Like Suck just because they're not in stock doesn't mean. 
there's no market or it's a free market is what people are calling this. It's not a free market. It means they're out of stock. They'll be back in stock soon. They'll be actually for sale next week. Well, people are nuts, man. Like they want to, like they know that people really want them and they're trying to take advantage of it. It's just ridiculous. Like they're making money off of it and they're like, well, it's a free market. We can charge what we'd like. Well, you guys are actually the reason that we pay so much for shit because people, um, you know, people can see that we will pay so much. So they just bring the products to that price and yeah, consumers are going to pay it. I wouldn't pay it. I'd tell the guy to go suck it. Like then it's, Oh, it's free world, free market, free speech. (laughs) Give me a break. It's not free speech. Shut up. (laughs) Just kidding. We, uh, yeah. But yeah, so off season, that was a little off topic, but off season, just a lot of prep, a lot of prep for next year. We all plan to, uh, cello and myself and Evan and his brother Andrew are all planning to do a lot of tournaments next year. We all had a blast at Reinhardt, so we're going to expand the horizon a little bit. And yeah, um, I was actually looking at the dates again for um, Total Archery Challenge, and uh, I think it's pronounced Boyne Boyne Mountain. Uh, so that's yeah B O Y N E I think yeah. So yeah, yeah. I believe that's Northern Michigan. Okay, I think that's Northern Michigan. Yeah, I think it's two hours past Saginaw. Yeah, it says it was four and a half from my house. Okay, yeah, that's so not bad. Yeah, that's um, not bad. But we're looking ex- like looking forward to that exciting stuff. It's uh, it's kind of frustrating to start back up the training and practicing again because, like today, I made a yesterday. I guess you guys will be hearing this today, as in Wednesday. Yesterday, I shot uh, just twenty arrows because I'm going to be doing uh, twenty to forty per day every week um, for as long as Dudley says until the next training session, mm-hmm. uh, the next exercise, if you will. Um, and they were they were not good groups. Um, and it's just I I've shot great many times before, great scores, but. It's just, uh, you know, you're so out of shape, out of form. You're just, you're so focused on hunting. I agree with that. Like, so it's frustrating, but it's almost like, it's almost like if you were to practice all the time in the control weeks where you can't bow hunt, you'd be fine. But as I know, and Cameron knows, like you're going to be shooting waterfowl or doing a different kind of hunt. And me, especially I love waterfowl. So I'll be able to chase birds now with my bow. Actually, I haven't picked my bow up in a little while. That being said, I, I understand. Like, you get kind of out of shape with it. And it's like, if you don't shoot for a couple weeks or a couple months, even more drastic, it's it catches up, right? You're not as, you're not going to be as good as you were when you were shooting every day. Yeah, don't be faced by that. Um, I know it's frustrating. It is for me, but we both shoot it pretty happens. good level archery. And if you think all of a sudden you're not shooting great, it's not probably not your products. It's probably just you. Yeah, I mean, it's hard as it is to say that's probably you for not practicing like it's if i don't go- 100 if i don't is. call like practice my goose calls all year then pick it up before season i don't sound very good yeah but when you're practicing every day like you start to, you sound good yeah i you mean keep you, it can, up. you can still shoot an x but can you shoot 40 of them yeah exactly you know what i mean like yep so that's kind of the the training it's just really repetition it's just putting in the time there's no real sequence um not until the weather's nicer. Yep. Not until we can get back out at FCA to shoot targets, get more ready for tournaments. Now is just focusing on form and repetition for myself. Yeah, I'd agree with that. 
Um, as far as like properties kind of, we're, well, we're still in season, right? So I can't, I don't really want to touch on that just yet because I want it to be so relevant for people to when the season's over that they can kind of go in the bush, be like, Oh, these guys talked about that. Maybe I should try that. Um, that'll be just kind of, we'll give out tidbits of different types of minerals and stuff that proteins that you can put out for the deer. If that's what you're after specifically, um, things to do to kind of keep them around, keep them healthy. Yeah. Grow good herd health. Now's the time to look over your properties and see, okay, for, for me, for example, I've seen lots of bucks, not as yeah. many does. So, uh, I won't be taking another deer out of that property. Well, it's, um, fu- it's funny you mentioned that Mackenzie was saying, he was up for rifle week up North a little while ago. The rut kind of just kind of came down, right? It's not at its high point. And he was saying it was kind of the end of the rut up there and, he saw a nice buck and it came out to a f- field, I think it was soybeans, and it just fed. Like, Mackenzie was kind of loud, and the, the deer didn't care. He would call at it, he was grunting everything in the books, and this deer would not move. He was just, and he said the body looked like he lost a lot of weight. So, I mean, the bucks just ran themselves out, and they need to get back in shape. So, I mean, like you've said before, you know, hunt the food plots, hunt the food sources. Getting that food out there for the deer is good right now, and especially if you're still hunting. Deer. It is. And, uh, you know, with that being said, you do have to be cautious for people. If, if you're just going to take a 25, 50 pound bag of corn out there, not a good idea. This time of year, they are trying to go after, you know, there's not an abundance of corn unless it's still standing and, you know, kind of freshly cut, but especially in the later times of the, uh, the winter, it's not ideal to be taking stuff out in anything. I don't mean just corn and specifically anything that just becomes an abundance of because that's not there. It's not natural. Their bodies can't digest, you know, a couple pounds of corn if they're going to sit over it. They they need to be having that all year round. So if snow is covering corn and it's like, oh, there's a bunch of corn. I can just go and eat that. Well, how do you think that's going to react with the body? It doesn't very well and it actually can do a lot more damage than it can good. So research what it is that deer need, what it would be good for them, uh, quantities. Always for me, I go with a protein lick. That way it's not an abundance of food, but necessities for them to have. You're not going to put any food out? I won't put corn out. Okay. So what would you suggest then? Probably the best, and I didn't do it, was like a spring throw and grow. Well, you can't um, put that out now, though, right? No, that's what I mean. Okay, I, I didn't do it. Okay. So a spring throw and grow, that will get you all the way through to the winter months. Yeah, you'll have a bit of snow cover, but they'll scratch regardless, and they'll get at some sort of green and some leftover shrub that's left on the ground. Um, but to me, protein lick is the best. Minerals you can put out, um, like a, you know, if you put out a mineral protein, like just a powder yeah, or a salt, if you will. So that protein lick, that's at, like you can read the back of it of what's in it. Yeah. It's going to be everything that a deer is looking for to help them give them energy. It's like going and grabbing a protein shot, I would imagine, okay. of you after you've hit the gym five days in a row and not eaten anything. It's like, okay, just quick shot of protein, spikes levels of. So definitely do research. Don't just go buy anything is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, because it's it really does not do much justice for you. And I would I would we'll we'll talk about it more, but that's one thing I want to say to people. Interesting. Let them let them be over those plots that are there, crop that's still standing. Um, just be cautious. They are they are wild. They're not they're not fenced animals. So 
feeding one and i like talking about that actually so like trying to keep the your deer herd healthy through the winter months that's one i'll be excited to uh talk about okay um off season kind of while we're talking about it we're doing a wild game dinner which will be awesome yes. a bunch of our friends and us are gonna get together and all do a wild game different dinner from you know it's like a potluck where everyone brings something do you know what you're gonna bring i don't i think i'm gonna do those goose in little sliders yeah pulled goose and the sliders and they're so delicious you know what i had this weekend so jalapeno poppers so mm. like jalapeno cream cheese goose hearts wrapped goose in hearts. bacon and how is that oh my god like absolutely unbelievable goose hearts you would never guess it was goose heart i wouldn't like if you ate it it's so much more tender than the actual goose meat makes sense way more tender than deer hearts and it was absolutely delicious i would 100 percent do it again I would be interested in trying that. Yeah, we did it, and then when they were all wrapped in bacon, we sprinkled a little cake boost seasoning on it, and then we put it in the smoker for at 150 for, I think, like 40 minutes or whatever, whatever, till the bacon and the jalapeno is soft and the bacon's crispy. And I got to tell you, man, like, you would not guess it's a goose heart. Like, once you people get over the fact that it's a heart, it's a delicious source of meat. And so I think that's the same as deer. Like, I've had deer hearts before and moose hearts before, but the the goose hearts are tender. I really like uh, Ranella in that sense. Really utilizes everything yeah, it's of every good. animal. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Um, I would like to try that behind the eye, the eye socket. Oh, the fat? Yeah. Yeah, the eye Just fat. Just to see if it tastes like pizza dough. Yeah, he says apparently it tastes like raw pizza dough. I got to know. I'm curious. Well, you said it before. I don't think Steve Ranella's a lying man, so. No. I'd be very interested to try that. But next time we, uh, if we get out this week and we'll have to make those poppers. Yes. And... Like, I'm not kidding. They're, it's good shit. Really good. Now, coming up, by it's December, and, you know, we're getting close to Christmas. Um, Ray, the owner of Kickaboo Spices, who actually just texted me twice right now. Hey, Ray. Um, basically, Kickaboo's going to be doing this little Christmas promo thing, and, you know, you can get different stuff, different days, and it's kind of cool. It's like the 12 days of Christmas. So, you know, right now, if I go to their website, kickabooshop.com, I can kind of see what's going on. Um, I'm just looking at their Facebook group right now, what we got out right now. So day three, which is right now it's a guided goose hunt uh, for you and one other hunter and all the seasonings for kick from Kickaboo Shop to actually season all this meat that you're going to harvest on this guide. Um, the guided goose hunt is from Steel Shot Guide Service. You know, that's just one prize, and it's a huge discount of price is what you would normally pay for all these items. So if you're interested in that, you go to their website and you can check it out. Um, you know, they have a sous vide kit and kicking boo seasoning to come with together. Awesome idea. Um, you know, there's this awesome sign that they have up. Uh, it comes with their marinade, a nice little package. Nice and cheap. Like, the discounted prices that you're going to get from these offers are unbelievable. You know, talking with Ray, we kind of got some behind-the-scenes information. They're going to do some t-shirts. I heard Ontario Outdoor Pursuit has a t-shirt in the giveaway. Ooh, Ontario Outdoor Pursuit with some stock, eh? Yeah, some stocking stuffers from us. And, uh, you know, what Ray was saying is they're going to be doing some fishing lures, uh, like stocking stuffers. Another giveaway is going to be some marinades, a bunch of different stuff that we don't even know about yet. And I would be paying attention to their website and their Facebook group and go. I think there's conditions like you got to like their page. It's pretty easy to do these little yeah. things. Like just you, you can win so much jazz. Yeah. And I mean like the, the guide services, I think off the top of my head, it's like 400 bucks for you and one other guy to be completely guided. 
and you get all this free seasoning to season all the pounds of meat that you're going to shoot. So, I mean, like, that's a pretty damn good price. Spend the two seconds, read the post, follow the instructions, and you can get yourself some cool free stuff. Yeah. Um, On that note, Cameron was doing some business decisions today. You were out and about. Very big decisions. You know, still a teaser, but I hear things are going well. Things are going well. Things are coming soon. Good. Things will be before Christmas. I can tell you that. So, we got, uh, I guess, three weeks, really. Three weeks? About three and a half weeks. Till Christmas. Till Christmas. Right. So in three weeks, we will be guaranteeing you guys that there will be some cool stuff, very limited stuff, but stuff that you're definitely going to want to get your paws on. High quality stuff. Did you mention that? It is. We're not cheaping out. Cameron and I kind of talked about, we're going to do this new little segment. Uh, Just kind of, you know, last week we talked about binoculars. And I think we're going to try to talk about one piece of gear that we own. Yeah, it seems everyone wants to know something different. So every week we're just going to go ahead, talk about something, a gear piece of some sort. and uh, Let's talk knives. Let's talk knives. So Cameron, what do you got for knives, man? I run the Bear Grillis. Do you call it Grillis or is it Grills? I don't know. I I call it Grillis just because You know he broke his back parachute? Ex-military is badass. He is a badass man. Yeah. He makes some good stuff. Fake like fake guy. TV show, but great freaking <laughs> products. So I have that one, and that's like the sharpening kit. It's got the whistle on it, and it's the big like combat knife. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's a six inch blade, and then the other half knife, serration, right? Uh, yours stri- mine's full. Yours is straight yeah. blade. Okay, cool. Um, and then I have the Havlon knives. Yep. So the Havlon is just a great all-purpose knife. Yeah. Um, now what's special with the Havlon if no one's ever heard of Havlon knives? So Havlon are surgical blades. They're replaceable blades. They usually come with 12 replacements uh, as if you buy a knife. And these are, they are sharp to the bone. They are the sharpest knife I've ever used. Yeah. They're great for skinning uh, is where the purpose comes from. And if you're not good at sharpening knives, it's not a problem because you never sharpen the knife. You, you never do. Throw away the blade and get a new one. So right now, I've worked it out to be uh, a turkey and two deer on one blade. Seems okay. to be kind of, okay, ready for a new one. Yeah. Just as I wanted to see how far I could stretch it. So that's probably one of my favorites. I like using that. Uh, it's good to use for goose. I really like using that for birds. It's small. It's compact. It's so light. Super light. It, very light. But it, it's constructed well. Like I've, I've never broke it in the two years I've had it. Yeah. Um, and then also this other cool one that I got here as a gift. What do you, what do you got there? This is the uh, Elk Ridge knife. So yeah. this Elk Ridge was Everyone a from our moose camp has one. Yeah. And uh, it, it's pretty cool. This is actually my favorite knife to use for game birds. Yeah. Um, it's so compact, but can be sharpened to my sharpness of yeah. desire. And it's I don't got know, a cool, I really like this knife. It's got a cool little laser engraving elk in it, yeah. which is kind of cool. No, super cool. It comes with a nice sheath. So, yeah, those are my three choices. Yeah. I am definitely interested in trying the Raptor Razor. Um, yeah. Definitely the like the the Raptor kind of claw, I guess. That's the one, the skinning one. The skinning one. That's yep. one I want to get my hands on. Because those seem to make life so much easier. and It's like a double side blade. The inside of the claw is a blade and yeah. the outside is a blade. Yeah. So it's like skinning. I've seen them do like the inside you wrap around the deer's leg, do the first cut, and then you know, you're pretty much good for skinning the thing out. Um, that's what I use. Yeah. And I know you got some cool ones as well. Yeah, I have a stupid like fetish for knives. So I have like probably 30 knives at home. Give us but what five. I use. No, no, no. Like what I use and what I don't use because I just have stupid knives for fun. 
I also have a katana just for, you know, why not? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? Just in case I go back in time to, like, ninja times, I'm good. <laughs> I carry my machete with me at work. It's, it's fine. <laughs> you never yeah. know. Guys will always be guys. So, first knife that I love is my Gerber, and it's the Gerber-Meth combo. So, it has a small skinny knife and... Also very compact. Yeah. Very nice and small and light, and it has a bigger uh, skinny knife behind it. So the smaller one's really nice when you're like cutting the ass out of a deer or doing birds. Obviously washed in between those two, just saying. <laughs> and then I have the one with the gut hook on it. I've never used it. I use the gut hook to dress. It's actually like for uh, sort of when we skinned your buck, for going up the legs. It was nice yeah. and easy. But I've never actually used a gut hook as a gut hook. Yeah, I haven't either. I'm not against it. I just... No. I don't know. I like doing it by hand. After you've messed it up the first time, you're like, okay, don't do that. The next time you pinch it a little better yeah. and you, you work better. Yeah, exactly. So I have those. Those are The cool thing about those is they come both on one sheath, so I don't have to work, carry two knife sheaths around. Super light, super comfortable to wear. Gerber products are amazing. Um, if I had to choose my favorite bird knife, it would actually be by... You ever heard of Cold Steel? No. Okay, Cold Steel is a company in the States, and the make awesome knives i have the canadian belt knife and it's the perfect bird knife like it's just almost like it's meant for birds so cleaning geese with that is absolutely amazing i have never sharpened that knife in the two years i've had it and you know how many geese i've done i've never had to sharpen it it's Mm -hmm. just stays sharp cold steel has really good metal so i like those and i guess if i had to throw another knife in there um i recently got not so much for hunting but for like while I'm hunting, like, you know, if I have to cut rope or whatever, just to carry Utility. around. Utility. Yeah. You know, something that I'm not going to necessarily use on an animal, but it's nice to carry around, uh, especially up north, like at last resort against a wolf, I suppose, uh, would be my Gerber uh, strong arm. That thing is an awesome knife, has a glass impregnated handle, uh, full tang, nice rubberized grip on it. And really nice sheath that I can put in like a bunch of different positions. So those are kind of my go-to knives. Like whether I'm out hunting or doing something with animals, those are kind of the things that I like to carry around with me. So like when you're looking to buy a new knife, you know what I look for if I'm looking for like a big game knife, which is like you know obviously to gut it and then skin it after. I like kind of a curved blade, especially for the skinning process. Gutting obviously I want a straighter blade, nice and straight, but especially the back spine. But what I'm skinning, I like that curve because it helps you kind of maneuver it better. While I'm skinning. You know, Cam, when you're looking for a big game knife, what are you kind of looking for? Big game, I'm looking for something that is heavy duty. Okay. What do you uh, mean by that? So I'm looking for something like a heavy duty steel, definitely open to ceramic. Heard lots of good about ceramic. I mean, we use ceramic in my house now. There's no reason why I wouldn't want to use it in the uh, the woods. Okay. Uh, but for big game, I really like my Bear Grylls knife. I feel like it's a, if I don't want to pack too many knives, like usually I'm taking these deer hunting, I kind of have all access to these. Yeah. Most of the hunting we do, we at least have a camp of some sort yeah. that's a couple kilometers away at most, most days. So I don't mind having the couple extras, but if there's one it's probably got to be like a five to a six inch blade and it's got to have a nice curved handle. Okay. The reason for the curved handle is just the way it sits in your hand and the way you can maneuver with it. So for skinning, for example, how you fit that around the deer or whatever animal game it may be to me, the, the ergonomics and probably engineering behind those is for those kind of reasons, right? For maneuverability, so okay. that th- those are like the two main things: durability 
and kind of like the feel, the fit, and shape. Okay. I know I'm going to – a lot of people are going to disagree with this, but I personally do not like any folding knives for hunting. I just – it gets messy. You have moving parts. You get blood. Usually it's like a hollow frame. Mm-hmm. You get blood inside of it. Sometimes you can't get it out. It's just I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Do you like? Folding uh, knives? Well, I can't. I can't really argue it because my Havilon's a folding knife. Right now, I am very meticulous with everything I own. So if you're gonna borrow my stuff, it's like getting new stuff. Yeah, I'm just I'm very anal. So I, I clean it to no other. But I do agree with you. There's moving parts. Um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff, like there's a lot of areas where fat, especially fat's one that's really tough to clean out. Yes. But I mean, it. if you clean it right, you clean it right then. You don't leave it till two days after to take no. care of it. It usually goes yeah. pretty good. And like I said, I haven't had any problem. I think the mixture of the steel, like the, kind of the steel shaft to hook onto the blade for the Havilon plus the plastic handle, that that combo of materials is good. Um, it's easy to clean, easy to maintain. I don't, I don't, I can't really say for anything like a, a steel to steel handle kind of folding knife, um, like a switchblade, I guess style. Okay. But I don't have anything like that. So no, I, don't. I, I would almost agree with you, but again, I guess it's like kind of just a feel to everyone. Obviously, like I said, I like my Havlon just cause of how sharp they are. Yeah. Like I like with all those blades. See, like me personally, I I love sharpening my knives. Like I just think it's cool to. I don't care for the little pull through ones, but I mean they're nice when you need them. But I like sitting down with a whetstone and sharpening a knife properly. Like it's I just like tinkering like that. Mm-hmm. I like you know wrapping a shotgun and camo for buddies. I just mm-hmm. like playing around with stuff. But I totally understand the versatility and the easement of having a knife that you never have to sharpen, like a Havlon. Oh, my blades are dull. I don't have time to sharpen it. Okay, just grab a new blade out of the pack. Mm-hmm. And they're razor sharp, literally. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I understand that. I like that. I think it's cool. Um, I just, I like the, uh, I like fixed blades. And I think if you have a good fixed blade, technically speaking, you'll never have to buy another knife for that purpose again. Like, yeah, shouldn't break. Yeah, I can't re-sharpen disagree it. with you. I, I, I just like that. Speaking um, of fixed blades. Yes? You just introduced to me the new Rage. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I said fixed blades, knives, and for some reason you thought expandable broadheads. Well, because I'm thinking in my head that I want to change to fixed blade. Oh, I see. After yeah. hearing these. I don't know. It's just... So that kind of relates. It's it's in the same relation to... It's in to, the same realm. Okay. Right? Those, those moving mechanical parts in a knife. Now, it's the same thing with the mechanical broadheads. There's more moving parts. Yes. But now there's no, there's no collar, so... That deployment, yeah. So uh, to me, that's more to say it's going to go wrong. Obviously, it's been shot. Who knows how many times? Yeah, for it's been their, tested. Yeah, for their testing. But yeah. So if no one knows what we're talking about in 2019 at the ATA ATA show, which yours truly's are going to, holla. In 2019, they're going to be <laughs> Rage is going to be your boy. <laughs> uh, okay, I got to start this again. In 2019, they're going to be releasing their new broadheads. And so if you know Rage, you know the hypodermic. It's one of their most popular models. You have a chisel tip hypodermic. I started out with the slip cam hypos. Okay, perfect. And then, you know, I had the three-blade hypos. Yeah. Eventually, I got the tri-pants, which was based off the hypodermics. Now they're introducing the hypodermics without a uh, lock. Yeah. So, I mean, most people remember it being either the newer ones, I think, were pieces of plastic. Like, it was... 
Yeah, they both were, but Classic one was rings. orange, um, yep. and that one, the when they were at the orange stage, that would have been uh, two years plus ago. Yeah, that was so that was the orange cap and the rubber O ring. Right now, it's and then just before it was black. just the rubber. Before, yeah, it yeah. was just the rubber. That was that's going back a little further. Yeah, and the 2017, 2018, they were um, the one piece, usually black in color. Uh, they had like the built-in O ring. Right. And so now, yeah, now they're just the blades actually locked together, right? So they don't have any O rings. They don't have a, I forget what they called it, some like a slip something, right? Um, but basically, there's no retainer to hold these together other than the blade itself. See, to me, I, I'm really, I really liked that retainer because it's, it's again that that different uh, material contact. Mm-hmm. So it's like plastic to metal, plastic to steel, right? That's like it, it it's less for. If it gets frozen, yeah. it's two different uh, material contacts. So yeah. really, like I'm not any good into science and that sort of the physics kind of side of things. But the two metals, you know, when wet, it's a lot easier to get frozen. Those temperatures fluctuate much more, right? So I, I don't know. I just feel like there could be a few more faults. Well, I mean, you know, that's the one of the biggest reasons that, you know, those guys, we've all seen them online that are like, Mm, it's because you shoot a rage. Rage sucks. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, five of my deer would tell you that they don't suck, but they can't talk anyways. Yeah. Because they're dead. <laughs> so wow. well, I meant from a rage. I was getting there. <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of the guys are like, "Oh, rages don't deploy. Rages don't deploy." Oh, I shot a deer and he ran away. Whatever. Not going into that whole conversation again. But now they're getting rid of that. So I wonder what the new argument's going to be for why rages don't kill deer. Cause... I'm interested to see. I mean, uh, we were just literally talking before we started recording. Was I, I really want to try out like the Ozcut broadheads. They're a two blade going back to the old stick and stone. Right now, that's style. that's the big one that um, Adam Green Tree uses. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're big. They're a heavy grain. DRT also makes one geared towards the same style. They're actually a four, but it's like a two blade fixed, and then it's got those like two right. little. It is the DRT. Yeah, it is the yeah. DRTs. Yeah, the dirt naps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those I'm very interested in trying. Um, James got some other ones at the shop that I'd really like to check out. Okay. Um, but I'm noticing a bit more jump in these ones that are coming out in price. They're they're about double or triple the price of your normal fifty dollar three pack of broadheads. Really? Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, those new ones James are shooting are 139 bucks for two, two or three. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, they're they're expensive. Yeah, I would really like to see how they fly. What's he shooting this year? <sighs> He's shooting those now. I mean, he hasn't shot anything like yet. the DRTs. No, they're not DRTs because he's. Uh... They are dirt naps, so. though. Yeah. Okay. Like not what he's shooting. Oh, he sells them. No. Yeah. What's he shooting? He's shooting. It's something that starts with an S. Um... Tracker. No, it's not tracker. I want to say it's like scissors something. Uh, I'll have to check it out when I'm in there. They're okay. they're very new. Okay. They, they're definitely cool, but apparently if they get dull, they send you a new replacement right away. Like, And those are the no expensive ones? Deaths. Yeah. I mean, that, at that price, that's not bad. That's a good warranty to stand behind, right? Like, I mean, Rage is great, but even at 60 72 bucks for three, and you yeah. still need to buy replacement blades, for example. Mine are, after that buck, not good to reuse, <laughs> so I need to get replacement blades. A pack of replacement blades. Repl- replacement blades Have I another think, bud. How many are there for uh, replacement packs? What do you mean? Number count for blades. I to think price. like 12. So Maybe nine, maybe enough for at least three. So you got to spend another 20 bucks just to get 
new blade. Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting. Interesting to see. There's going to be lots of cool things for us to look yeah, at. Yeah, we'll take lots of pictures for everyone and upload some really cool stuff. We'll probably end up dropping a podcast mid, like at the end of one night in the yes. hotel room. We'll probably end up. There's going to be a lot of videos we'll be posting for, I think, days, maybe two weeks after that of just cool gear. We'll be doing a lot of interacting with a lot of the salespeople yeah. for a lot of companies. Yeah, I've already be been great. talking to the uh, one guy uh, at Spot Hog, so nice. I definitely want to chat with him and we'll get a cool live video of that. Right on. Um, so that's going to sum up our little episode of today. Yeah. And uh, we hope everyone's doing well. We'll definitely see you guys before Christmas. So conclusion, check out those. Check out the giveaway from Raptor Razor through Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, check out the... 12 days of Christmas from Ray from Kickaboo and uh, let us know what the next item you guys want us to talk about is next week this week we covered knives last time we did or second last time we did knockers also known as binoculars in case anyone hasn't heard that one yet and uh, we'll definitely chat about that it is the time of giving there's going to be lots to talk about there's going to be stuff OOP stuff that you're going to want to get your hands on so definitely Keep in touch between now and the next three weeks. So on the topic of giving, what are you giving me, Cameron? I am going to give you one of these cool gifts as they come in. Awesome.